Hello, and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your dripping misfit, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. I don't know if I like that one. Yeah, that was a little gross. I'm Lisa Condemi, <laughs> a.k.a. Gorgonzola. I had cows in my glade, now I got flames on my blade. Ooh, excellent. I just want to say to everyone, Lisa comes up with these right beforehand, and they are always very, very good. No, I do good. it the night before, like a good little potty. Oh, yeah, like a potty. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go past the word potty there. Let's not delay any further. Everyone pour yourself a drink from your endless flasks that you all have, and let's recap. Last time, Gorgonzola awoke atop the deck of the Feral Free with Cicero's cloak draped over her, having fallen asleep after taking too big a hit from her spliff, the most unrealistic thing to ever happen on this show. <laughs> Since most of the repairs had been done by the beautiful half-draw Ciceros the day before, Zola spent the day creating a canopy for Ciceros so she could man the helm during the day in an emergency. Finishing late in the day, Zola, with Quince's help, took time to study the spellbook found on the ghostly orc ship, realizing that one of the few spells that was salvageable was the Find Familiar spell. Several blocks of incense and a summoning circle later, Stilton was back! Um, I just want to say I re-listened to the episode, and um, when I looked at the book, you were like, one of the spells is a little familiar. In fact, it's very familiar. Completely went over my head. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, on the rebound now, I want to <laughs> say yes. that I appreciated the pun. Thank you, and I hope all of our listeners, if you didn't catch it, now's the time. Feel free to pause and applaud me. Uh, and yeah, then when you're done, it in. Mm, that's a good pun. Mm, that's punny. So, several blocks of incense and a summoning circle later, Stilton was back, but this time as a pied grumpy cat. Overcome with joy, Zola declared that it was his birthday, and the crew spent the <laughs> night humoring this, ready to do anything to help the team feel a little better. <laughs> Is this the first um, animal birthday party that's ever happened in D&D? Let us know if you've had one. This is definitely the first of many in the show, I'm sure. <laughs> Every time he dies, we're throwing a birthday <laughs> it's a party. Birthday. <laughs> Feeling a little tipsy from absolutely cleaning up at beer pong, Zola spent some time talking to Ciceros, learning about how she joined the crew to support her family financially. The two talked about their past, bonding over the fact that they were both treated like garbage by the Imperial folk because of their bloodline. Being half-drow, whose father was but a passing traveler, neither of them had any connection to their parent or their past. The night ended with Zola steering the ship, while drunken Cicero slept by her feet, an adorable reversal of the night before. Zola spent much of the next day sleeping in, since she had stayed up all night covering for Cece, awakening to the sound of Lyre calling from the crow's nest. Rushing above deck, Zola found the crew excitedly looking out at the fortress city of Driften. The crew rushed into action, moments later arriving on the massive boardwalk dock where Zola was overcome by the diversity and sheer number of people. Humans, half-elves, halflings, turtles, and tieflings, so many different people that she had never seen before, a taste of the capital to come. Captain Styx led the crew through the town to get to the market for resupplying, all while telling the tale of Driften. The city was founded 500 plus years ago when a human and a sea elf fell in love and built a raft on the sea to live together. So beautiful. So beautiful and very common, as we all know. Eventually, they had a family and continued to expand, allowing castaways and travelers to make their home there. Once a raft, Drifton now rose to be six tiers with a staircase spiraling up it leading to a massive watchtower that looked over the Mara Imara. After doing some light shopping with Ciceros, brief aside again, I thought Zola would be taking Scram's cash um, and therefore would be flush. You know, we all thought a lot. We all thought a lot, so <laughs> we all, I may We all thought a lot, okay. <laughs> um, but the two of you made your way up to the grotto where you were meeting up with Captain Styx. Along the way, 
They passed by the fourth tier where a massive fishing well had been created to haul in food for everyone in the city, helping out a halfling fisherman named Bayliss, who in turn promptly offered to buy them a drink at the bar located on tier five. Since they happened to be heading there, Zola and Ciceros agreed, quickly ditching him once the convo became awkward. Fleeing up to the second floor, <laughs> you should, this is a lesson We encountered at all an annoying person at a party how many xp did we get for talking to him that um by the way um zola is now level 20 from dealing with an <laughs> awkward situation well fleeing to the second floor zola accidentally stepped on some jerk's foot shouldering him out of the way when he demanded a drink causing him to fall over on top of bayless who had followed the two up one thing led to another and soon the entire floor had erupted into chaos and that's where we are now. Let's fucking go. You, Let's get rowdy. <laughs> you rolled initiative last time. You got a 17, if I remember correctly. Woo! I don't remember that, but I love it. I swear it's true. I did end up cutting it out of the episode because oh, it okay. made for a neater ending. But yeah. um, yes, you rolled a 17. Um, you and Cicero stand back to back, surrounded by a floor full of gamblers, pirates, sailors, and travelers alike, beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. <laughs> This once clean, nautical-themed bar is being turned into a junkyard. A tiefling woman smashes a bottle over a dwarf's head as he tries to grab all the oh. money off of a table. A gnome kicks over the table, covering, covered in dice and glasses, causing several brawlers to slip and land on them, Lego-style. A sea elf Ooh. tears a net and trident off the wall and begins to, gladiator-style, take on a kenku who is dual-wielding candelabras. Holy shit! Looking back towards the stairs that head down to the public session of the bar where you just left, you see Bayless pushes off the body of this big dude you knocked on on top of him, turns to you and Cicero's, his face as red as his short hair. I buy you a drink, and then you ditch me and throw a giant man on top of me? What the hell is wrong with you? Is this the kind of rude behavior they, they raise on land? No, Bayless, I thought that you were right behind us. Uh, um, it is your <laughs> turn. Um, fortunately for you, it, you are up first. What would you like to do? Oh, man. Um, where is the, the big guy? Is he, like, approaching me? Is he coming after me? Or? You watch the big guy gets up and then immediately falls down as a half-elf is pushed on top of him, and he just, like, crumbles to the ground. Basically, there's so much chaos going on right now, the only person who's able to focus on you is Bayless, and he All looks right. rip shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> um, let's, uh, here, I'll buy you, I'll buy you another train. <laughs> I would like to pick up a, um, a chair and just hold the chair in front of me and start like backing up, like swinging the chair in front of me as like a, like a like a dodge action. Yeah, maybe? I'll take a dodge action, I think, and just kind of start backing up towards the nearest available exit. I'm just like glancing between Bayless and Cicero's being like, come on, guys, let's get out of here. <laughs> oh my God. Roll a deception check. Okay. <laughs> 17 minus 1, 16. 16. Okay. We thought, I promise, I thought that you were right behind us the whole time. Mm. I was looking around for you. Okay. I don't know if I believe you, but, uh, well, if you're going to buy me a drink, I suppose it's fine. Whoa! And you see um, <laughs> that big guy who got up falls on top of him now, crushing him. Um, that is your turn. Uh -huh. It is now Cicero's turn. Um, are we fleeing? Are you Are we just getting out of this? Do you want to run? Or are we taking on this dude? I mean, does it seem fun to you? It kind of seems fun, but eventually we do need to find Captain Steaks. Okay. So it's up to ah! you. <laughs> Swing the chair into a random person next to me. <laughs> All right. Um, you see she turns around. 
um, whipping out her rapier, um, catching a bottle that's flying through the air through it, and then smashing it over someone else's head um, as they crumple to the ground unconscious. Um, it is now Bayliss's turn. All right, um, so you take the lead. Uh, I uh, I follow. If you want to get me a drink, we can head back downstairs. Or... Okay, I don't know if the bartender's working right now. It seems like they just got smashed over the head with a bottle. Uh, that's true, but I think if you go downstairs, we can maybe get something. If you want to come with me. <laughs> I have dropped myself in such a quagmire. Another awkward such combo. A quagmire. <laughs> um, I actually think I'm looking for um, someone. Should we circle back once this brawl is over? Mmm, oh, that's actually a very good idea. Um, give me a persuasion check to try and convince him to kind of double back to okay. go look for something. Okay. I will go look downstairs and see if I can get us in line. Um, 16 minus 1. Oh my god, you were rolling surprisingly well on your charisma checks today. And the I'm minus sweating. one. <laughs> You're sweating. This is the most stress you've ever been in combat. He nods to you. Okay, I will go downstairs, and uh, I'll, I'll get us in line for some drinks. It's probably very crowded since the bar up here is clearly overwhelmed. Yeah, we'll swing back once we're out of this. Okay, I'll see you down there. Okay, I'll, okay. See, you, I'll see you down there. I will hold this against Rice you. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Perry's another blow. <laughs> uh, we will meet you upstairs. That is their turn. Um, it is now the bar brawl's turn. As people in the combat begin to fight, you see glass bottles are thrown, and one is thrown at a woman who is standing in front of you, who quickly ducks out of the way, unfortunately oh. causing it to shatter into you. Ow! Um, I need you to roll dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You're not getting out of this without taking some damage. Oh no, four. Four, you fail. Uh, you take seven damage as you like Ow. turn your head to throw it just like, Oh, look out! And then immediately the bottle shatters all over your face, <laughs> cutting you up. Um, ooh, um, I don't use the healing potion yet. I think it might be worth more later, but we will have to repair that, I think. You have a pretty nasty gash on your face. It might be make a cool scar, I don't know. Definitely uh, very cool, but you're bleeding a lot. That is the Barbrawl's turn. It is now your turn. Um... You can, since you're trying to like disengage from the situation, disengage and try and run up to the third floor, which is the only place you haven't been able to look for Captain Sticks so far. Mm, I think that that was initially what I was gonna do, but seeing that Cicero's is like kind of like having a good time, I think I'm gonna fight my way through. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and like take my movement forward towards the stairs, aka opposite of where Bayless went. <laughs> yep, you're taking the opposite stairwell. Yep, yep. Uh, the minute you start moving towards it, um, you see that big guy who you knocked over stands oh you, you're not going anywhere you still owe me that drink um, i throw the stool at his head <laughs> oh my roll and roll a ranged attack okay oh, um 11 11 uh, unfortunately that does not hit he smacks the chair out of the air with his backhand he's really tall he's a really tall man <laughs> um he runs towards you it is now his turn he picks up what looks like a glass bottle from a table and begins to wield it to smash it over your head he's going to do that recklessly that is a nat 20. Oh, can I shield or would it still hit? Um, he gets a 20, it's a 25, so I think oh, it still hits. Yeah, yeah. It still has um, so that is holy shit, that's 20 damage. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> as he fully just like <laughs> smashes this bottle over your head. And the worst thing is, it doesn't break, so it's fully just like a very heavy oh, glass just... bottle smack the <laughs> biggest bump in your head. I Ooh, think I might okay? have just gotten a concussion. <laughs> Roll a constitution saving throw. 
<laughs> you have really good con now. I do though. have good con now, thanks to my cool um, amulet. Um, oh, that is a 24. Oh, yeah, you're good. It was like a DC 10, because it's, it's your first concussion. I <laughs> Ow! I grab the bottle and take a swig out of it. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, that is now Cicero's turn. She darts out from under you um, and is going to take a swipe with her rapier. That is definitely going to hit with a natural 17. Um, she dodges out and swipes out, just like slashing into this guy's chest with sneak attack. Ooh, that was um, Not very good, seven damage um, as she cuts into this guy's shoulder. He pulls out the rapier. Oh, your friend's pretty tough, huh? You have a new friend? Yeah, no, she's pr- yeah. she is pretty tough, yeah. She seems very tough, that yeah. hurt, ow. Yeah, she's fought a lot. Okay, well, I would. She's just getting warmed up. <laughs> it is now the bar brawl's turn. Right, right, right. Uh, you hear someone holler, cannonball, from behind you, and immediately after you feel the bodies of three fighters just tumbling back into what you. What kind of place is this? <laughs> uh, I need you to roll a strength saving throw. <laughs> That is a 23. A 23. I got you, plus seven of those, baby. You flex and the bodies hit against you and just slide down to the <laughs> ground. Uh, you take no damage. You are not knocked prone. Back to the top. It is now your turn. This guy is kind of blocking your path. Um, he snarls at you. He has a big scar across his face um, and a bleeding hole in his shoulder from where Cicero's poked into him. Does this seem like... What is the um, like intensity of this? Do I see any weapons out or are people just brawling? Give me a perception check. Okay. I don't want to, like, <laughs> stab this guy, and everyone's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> um, three. Three. Um, you look around. You don't really have a lot of time to look, so you just see kind of like a haze of people, like, throwing things and wielding stuff that shines. It could be blades, but it's hard to tell. All right. I just headbutt him with my unarmed strike. Okay. Roll an attack. Okay. Oh, that's a uh, filthy 20. Healthy 20, that is going to disgustingly hit. All right, it's six damage. <laughs> if this guy crits on me again, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking die. You're gonna fucking die, though. <laughs> um, you know, we, I, I am having a little fun, but he definitely looks very strong. No, yeah, we should the... go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we should go. Oh, after I, um, after I hit him, did, did I have the chance to move a little bit or he would get an opportunity attack on me uh yeah well you can like move within his um circle like you can kind of skirt right. around him to kind of make moves through him but you oh, can't yeah, leave I'm, his circle i'm skirting <laughs> just kind of like we duck, ducking and weaving back and forth <laughs> um that is your turn it is now cicero's turn she is gonna run out take another swipe that is going to hit with a natural 12 plus her six she deals a whopping Nine damage to this guy. Um, You're wearing him down. Slashing into him. I guess every hit counts, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, I think we should go. I also think we should go. Um, she is going to bonus action, disengage, and slide through this guy's legs. Yeah, I'll meet you. Up. I'll meet you up there. Follow me. And runs upstairs. Um, that is her turn. Um, it's actually his turn now. I think I forgot to go. Yeah. That is unfortunately not going to hit, I don't think, because it's a 12. Yeah. Um, so he he raises another bottle up and goes to smash it, and you easily knock it out of his hand. Um, all this because you wouldn't buy me a drink. I mean, you stepped on my foot. I think it's only fair if you bought me, like, a beer. You put your foot under my foot, and also, I'm poor! <laughs> with that, the room radiates with energy. <laughs> Poverty power. <laughs> um, that is 
Um, his turn, it is now the Barbrawl's turn. Locked in a close combat, all your focus is on the threat before you. So when a bottle of rum shatters on the head of a Kenku atop a table nearby, you do not move fast enough and pure rum splashes into your eyes and mouth. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. <laughs> pure rum. Just like the most burning, just like not a mixed drink, rum. Ooh, that's aguardiente. <laughs> Um, that is a 21. Oh, or wait, yeah. no, um, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over 20. 20, yeah, you fully save. Um, you take no damage. You manage to shrug off the burning. You kind of wipe it from your eyes before he can blind you. Um, and you turn back to this brawler who looks like he's going to go for strike. Just drink some of this. <laughs> Wipes it off your face, throw it in his. Um, now it is your turn. All right, yeah, I'm going to take a disengage. <laughs> a coward surge. All right, here, here, I throw a copper at him and I run. <laughs> Roll a rage attack. <laughs> oh, it's an 18. An 18, it hits him in the eye. Oh, fuck, fuck. There's your beer, asshole. Uh, then you push by him and run up the stairs. Heading up the cramped wooden staircase, you pass by a bunch of framed portraits of people. Uh, this is kind of like a pizza place who's got like celebrity <laughs> photos on the walls. They're all, like signed and quill and stuff like that. Um, this bar is really a mishmash of every kind of bar this town could possibly have. Once you get to the third floor, aka the top floor, you enter onto what looks to be a dance floor. You see Cicero's kind of like weaving through, having sheathed a rapier, kind of loosely dancing, <laughs> kind of shrugging at you. It looks like this is like the dance hall of this bar. Mm -hmm. um, I grab a napkin off a table and start dabbing at the blood on my head. <laughs> just quickly, um, <laughs> the blood is pouring down your cheek right now. Um, you see that there are these little globules of light kind of floating and flickering all throughout mm -hmm. the room, casting rainbow light everywhere. There's also a bar up here as well. Um, no seating, this is more of like a quick, like grab your drink, get to the dance floor kind of bar. Uh, and you also see um, this balcony, the one you notice on your approach, through these giant like open barn doors um, that you know wraps around this entire floor. Yeah, I wanna um, catch up to Cicero's and then kind of look like I'm probably a good amount taller than her, so I wanna peer over everyone's heads and look for cabin sticks. Yeah, give me a perception check and roll with advantage because she's gonna help you. Okay. I may be short, but I can definitely, I have good eyes. Yeah, you look for her feet, I'll look for her head. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and thank you, because the first one was a two, but the second one was an 18. An 18. You look around in this room, uh, you do not see her in here, but you, with an 18, you're like, she's definitely out in the balcony somewhere. I'll definitely, it's like, I'll be able to see she's her. Probably getting some fresh air. Yeah, so you um, you make your way, passing through this dancing crowd, you kind of do that, like, the shimmy that you do when you're trying to get through a crowd while uh -huh. they're all, while they're all crazy dancing. dancing. <laughs> Um, and you make it out. You look out and see this multi-tiered crate town floating in the vast, glittering, dark blue sea. It is quite a sight. Um, and you and Cicero's kind of pause to look out. It's stunning. It's, it's only bolstered by the fact that no one here seems to care what either of you looks like. They are totally okay with the fact that you are perhaps not the most savory characters in the Empire's eyes. Um, and they're just so long as you're able to take care of yourself and pay some money, you're accepted here. This is only the second bar I've ever been to. And I have to say, it's crazy. Is this what most bars are like? You know, I'm going to be fully honest with you. This one is kind of an exception. Uh, there is something in Spagliari in the South that is probably more crazy than this, but uh, this is 
I've been in some bar brawls. They're not really normal. Um, this place is kind of prone to it. I think the atmosphere was already pretty tense. Okay, yeah. Bayless yeah. brought that energy, I think. Yeah, he uh, brought that. We cannot see that guy again. Why did you tell him? <laughs> I, I thought he was going to attack you. I, thank you for thinking of me, but next time... I, we may just want to kill him. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know what the like severity of the situation was. It yeah. seemed like, I don't want to... I'm so much taller than this guy. It seems kind of mean to beat him up. Yeah, you would kind of seem like a bully if you just yeah, like, clubbed him over the head with guy, a massive yeah. fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you guys are out on here looking around. You look out on this front part of the balcony that's looking out. You do not see her. Cicero's kind of gestures to how it wraps around and you begin to follow her. You step over a drunken man who is like passed out sitting against this wall. Need some water, bud? He's good. Yeah, he's fine. Um, <laughs> you guys step over him and continue talking. When you get to the backside of this balcony, you see that this is the one that's facing like the, the wooden wall of what would be the sixth tier above it. So it's a little bit more like quiet, a little mm -hmm. bit more private. It's lit again by those globules of lights kind of just like hovering through the air, just casting a warm light over those outside. Although the sun is probably kind of late in the day. So it's mm -hmm. still, still, still light out. You look around and this is like a rooftop bar. I it is. It. Yeah, there's like high, there's like these high tables with stools. No cover fee, no entry. No All cover right. fee, no entry. Anyone, it's really first come first serve basically. Um, so you look around, pat, like scanning the tables, seeing all sorts of different characters, and you do see in the far corner the dandelion skin and twisted black horns of Captain Fiddlesticks. Who's she talking to? She seems to be speaking with someone whose back is to you. A medium height humanoid wearing like a black cloak with a high collar and these finely crafted gloves with a webbed pattern on them. Uh, atop their head is a cavalier hat, which is that kind of black broad hat that has like a feather sticking uh, out of it. The kind of hat you always wear, Noah. Yeah, the kind of hat I wear when we that record. That you're wearing right now. <laughs> it gets all the feathers in my eyes oh, again. your feather's tickling me. <laughs> um, yeah, let me just reposition that hat I have on. Um, yeah, you see that, you see um, this figure sitting on this tall stool and at the base of their stool you see like sitting at their black boots is this little raccoon with a bushy ring tail just just eating some jerky. Um, the figure leans forward and says something you can't quite catch at this distance. You're like 30 or so feet away and you see Fiddle smiles flirtatiously and leans forward putting her elbows on the table. She hasn't noticed you yet. Um, how would you like to proceed? Does she seem like she's like brokering like a business deal or something right now? Give me an insight check. With advantage, because Ciceros is there. Yeah, she, I think I say that to Ciceros. She mentioned she was meeting with a friend. I've never met this person before. Thirteen. Thirteen. It definitely seems, it's a, hmm, it is a very interesting conversation. It definitely seems like business is being done. She did mention, you recall that she had mentioned, I'm going to see a friend. Um, so there's definitely a familiarity there, but it's almost like, two characters each with their hand on the hilt of a gun both of them knowing that the other is like equally as threatening mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. being casual about it because they are like comfortable with how they know that they're evenly matched kind of thing mm -hmm. so there's like a business thing going on but there's also like another tension. tension there I think that I'd like to just maybe walk past the table and like as I walk by give Captain Sticks the nod to be like We'll be over here, like, mm. kind of not over like the corner of the balcony. Yeah, you and you feel still and like purring at your feet, like. Oh yeah, it's just weaving in between. Yeah, just my... weaving between <laughs> your feet. Whole... Sorry, I brought, sorry, I brought you into bar brawl, bud. 
Yeah, you want to just sunbathe right here? I just plop them right on the ground. <laughs> Easily just curls up and immediately goes to bed. Just spread loaves. <laughs> just loafs it up. Yeah, so you begin to approach, kind of trying to, you know, not trying to be like, I'm coming to talk to you. Kind you don't want to be like nosy. Just be like, hey, we're, we're here. We're here. When you're, you're When ready. you're done, yeah. Um, Captain Six clocks you with her and her cheerful smile. Like I'd also ships. like to glance at the other person's face. Give me a perception check. Ten. Ten. Um, <laughs> Real good hat, with those perceptions. The way checks. that this character is sitting, um, like elbow on the table, their hat is tilted down mm-hmm. enough just to obscure their face. That's a great hat. Yeah. Wow. I honestly, I feel like I would look really good in that. Uh, we should maybe go hat shopping after these. Yeah. Maybe we go to marketplace and yeah. find a hat hat shop. I've got some coin to spend. I am okay to toss some coin that way. You would. You would definitely rock a hat. I said I, I tell anyone that they can rock anything because I think anyone should wear what they want to. Course, but you a, you actually would look really good in hats. You think so? Yeah, yeah. And it might help with the sun too. Oh, that's a good. A little point. bit. Yeah, I mean the umbrella you gave me definitely helps, but <laughs> you said oh, yeah, again yeah. the black umbrella and the lever with white and holy system. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done a lot for me. I'm to not trying the to sun. pressure you to be out in the sun, by the way. If you're happy with your nocturnal lifestyle, please, by all means. You're giving me more ability in my life. That is fine by me. I mean. I'll take advantage of it whenever the time comes. Okay. Well, I can become nocturnal too. We should find the seats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys, again, you like make your way across. You see Captain Sticks does clock you and you give the nod and her cheery smile like just twinges just a little bit and she gives you that kind of like, give me, yeah, give me a minute. And mm-hmm. he finishes mm-hmm. up. You go to take a seat kind of on the, if they're in the back left corner, you are kind of on that. Also the the wall, the like the barrier there, but you're a little bit further up, closer to where the, the walkway continues back to the front. You take your seat. You see that this conversation is continuing. It's very, again, it's really hard to get like a read on what the vibe is here. Cicero's looks at you, what do you think they're talking about? I don't know. I can't, you know, I can't tell if they're about to fight or about to jump over the table at each other. Yeah, it's in a, the vibe is definitely like flirty, but also potentially murderous. Yeah, Captain Six is, sometimes she gives me that vibe. Flirty but murderous, you know? Yes. That's kind of her personality. Yes, 100%. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you are a really good person. And then other times I'm like, you just killed that man for 10 gold. I, you know, I guess- Confusing, yeah. yeah it's very good vibe, very bad vibe. It's It varies. If you are trying to listen to this conversation at all, if you're not, that's totally fine. Um, but if you are trying to listen, give me a perception check. Yeah, I think probably Zola's like a little curious. It's kind of a thing where she like knows that she shouldn't really be listening. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I trust the captain. But like, who is that person? Yeah, um, Ooh, I got a five. A five. Okay. Yeah. So there are some things that you pick up, even with a five. There are some things you pick up because they're just said at a normal volume. The word the. Yeah, the word the occasionally like a laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're you're sitting, you're trying to focus, and you're doing like a really awkward, non-casual lean, lean. very much the <laughs> ear towards the conversation. And you hear Captain Sticks say, that was a long time ago. I'm not much of a performer these days. The figure tilts their head and says something, and Captain Sticks leans back and laughs and shrugs coyly. The figure leans in and says something else. Captain Six pauses, her smile like shrinking back a little bit. Honey, everyone I roll with is an unsavory character. You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific. The cloak figure leans in. Come now, Fiddle. Don't play coy with me. Says something else as well, but you can't hear it. Captain Sticks' eyes look around, um, her gold eyes like clocking you for a moment and giving you- I give you- her the look like, 
You need me to come over there and beat someone up? <laughs> she, her look does not shift as her eyes go back to um, this figure. You see her like eyes narrow, just a hint. Why do you want to know? The figure leans in closer and says something, speaks for, you know, probably about 15 seconds or so. God, it is so hard to hear what they're saying, don't you think? Like, oh, gosh, the... thank God you're trying to eat shop too. I'm, I'm to really curious. Them. I mean, look, I got, like, it's drama. I do love drama. I'm not going to, you know. They're talking about unsavory characters. Do you think they're talking about us? Lit- again, I don't mean to speak for her, but literally everyone she knows is an unsavory character. That's Even true. Even that guy she stole from, the guy, the salami guy, uh, Mr. Boucher or whatever yeah, it yeah. was, unsavory that character. That guy was unsavory. Salami Especially was savory, but... Quince. Ah, Quince. Very unsavory. Perhaps, yeah, you don't know the half of it. He's a seedy guy. He is. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Do not worry. <laughs> um, they continue to talk. Captain Sticks doesn't flinch at all when this figure stops speaking. I think I understand. Funny thing, I think you happen to have, and then kind of, again, you can't hear the rest of the mm. sentence. Oh, God, this is so infuriating. <laughs> the two maintained intense eye contact that's, again, very difficult to read. The figure flicks their wrist, and you see a folded piece of old parchment appear in their hand. They slowly place it on top of the table, keeping their hand atop it. Captain Six leans in, and right before their lips would meet, she goes past and whispers something in their ear. As she does, her hand slides atop their hand. You watch the paper slide out from underneath the figure's hand and into hers. The figure speaks one more time. It's been lovely catching up, but I see you have some guests with you, so I wouldn't want you to keep them waiting. (laughs) Right. You're not going to cause any trouble, are you? The stranger places a hand on her shoulder as they stand. Honey, everywhere I go, I cause trouble. They turn and... You get another chance to look at their face. Give me a perception check. Okay. I'm so curious. Come on, dice. Oh, six. Six. Fuck me. They just, they turn and you see this face. It looks like the most average looking person you could possibly think of. No distinguishing characteristics on their face. Human? Just like human, brown skin, dark eyes, average builds. Um, you know, like, like a regular dude average air quotes is whatever average is considered you know yeah. what i mean he, he's not very big he's not very muscled not very lean just yeah, normal that. dude um and he kind of he nods normal to you. dude abnormal hat i yeah I his outfit does nod. not match his his personal aesthetic he just you know pushes his way through the crowd and leaves uh, captain sticks nods over to you guys cicero zola so glad you felt up to joining me do you have a drink I'm good for now. Are you okay? It seemed tense. Oh, fine. Just some business with an old friend. Don't worry about it. Uh, you see, she tucks the piece of paper into her coat. Even if you don't want to drink, uh, we should get you some food, right? She turns to a passing guy, just like another, just a, like a sailor walking by and grabs his lapel <laughs> and looks into him. Her golden iris is almost burning in the blackness that is her eyes. Get us some fritters, a sampler of the raw bar, uh, three flagons of your coldest, and three more on the way after that. The man looks at her completely flabbergasted. Does he work here? Uh, uh, miss, I don't work here. Uh, her glance does not at all change. And then this older man with a wispy beard leans over. Best do what she says, lad. Captain Six ain't known to ask twice. That's good advice. Uh, the man's eyes widen and he nervously like looks back and forth before stumbling away. Captain Six winks at the older man um, and smiles and nods, turning back to you. Shouldn't be too long. 
he'll be back any moment, I'm sure. That's really powerful that you're able to just do that to yeah. people. I have some notoriety here. That, I don't think that guy has any bartending experience. So I'm just <laughs> going to tell you. He does now. He's going to go get me a drink and he's going to go get us some food. So how are you enjoying drifting? Good. We started um, a bar brawl. Oh, fun. Your first? Yeah, actually. Cesar Rose caught a bottle on her rapier. I was sick. Captain, um, yeah, she, she just guessing me up. It was, it was nothing. Oh, you need to give yourself a little bit more credit there. I'm glad that your rapier training has been paying off. Well, you know, I mean, you're a wonderful teacher. I'm glad that you're out of it. You do look pretty cut up there. Um, oh, yeah. This? Yeah. <laughs> I <pointed laughs> the up. gushing blood still coming out of your I've just face. got like a napkin stuck on it. <laughs> it's just stuck to your face. It just says like how Matted. when guys shave and they, <laughs> they put, put little, little toilet paper. Yeah. I just got it. Oh, my God. I plastered to my face. Right. Okay. Um. Well. I'm okay, honestly. I'm not okay. <laughs> Well, I'm very proud of you. Um, she casts Healing Word on you. Oh, thanks. Just uh, six HP. That's fine. You feel the wounds on your face like s start to stitch up a little bit. <laughs> and you do indeed have a pretty gnarly scar. Gnarly scar. Um, and it's one of those scars that's kind of like, it's not just a neat cut. It's kind of like a jagged kind of several oh, yeah, right by cuts, my eye. Right by your eye heading Sick. down your face. That is a great first scar. I kind of figured I would come off the feral free with some scars, but yeah, uh, yeah I didn't think it happened this fast. <laughs> well, uh, you definitely pull it off. Uh, and did I overhear, Cicero's, you're thinking about trying on hats? Uh, yes, your friend had a very cool hat. I thought maybe, thought maybe I could try and pull it off or... <laughs> Inside my head, I'm like, oh, she was listening to that. I was flirting pretty hard. She has pretty good percep uh, passive perception. Um, that nocturnal comment kind of came out different than I meant to. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, Cicero's, uh, I do think you can pull it off, although maybe don't get the exact hat as that figure. Um, might cause you some trouble if he uh, if they happen to run into you. you know oh, yeah, where do you know that guy from? I'm just trying to make like a really casual conversation, oh, like sipping my beer. Yeah, he's just an old friend from when I worked back in Delai. Um, sent me a message on my speaking stone, hoping to meet up, and thankfully, Liar managed to spot the ship. So, just you know, just yeah, old acquaintances. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, glad, glad good it timing. worked out. Um, but yeah, it, uh, good good to see them. And let's move on to the next thing. What uh, did you guys? Sorry, get Captain. Interesting? But he's they sent you a message on your speaking stone right as we were happened to be passing by. Uh, no, I got the message on my speaking stone when I was back in Paddlewick, actually. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, this sorry, was kind sorry. of one of those, like, I was hoping we would run into Drifton. I knew it was in this area based on his correspondence. Right, but, right. Sorry, not, right. not trying to pry. No, no, no. Just explaining an important plot hole that could, if someone were to be asking, I don't know who would be asking how and when this call came in or how did this coordinate, but that yeah, was how it happened. For everyone to know, yeah. Of course. Okay. I'm glad That's that we're all happens. on the same Yeah, we page. all know. Right. <laughs> Um, so you guys kind of hang there for a bit. Um, Cesar Rose is drinking. Captain Styx is sneaking drinks from her flask. She is not paying for drinks. Do I see any of the other crew around? Uh, no, they oh, have yeah. not arrived yet. Okay, no, okay. They're still shopping. And it's probably it's probably getting around like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And it's um, unlike in our world where it's currently getting into the wintertime, this is just coming out of like the summer into the fall. Right. So it is very it's not still even dusk sunny. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what, so what kind of fritters? 
Oh, um, you get some of them are just like some regular kind of fried dough, but then there's a full fried seafood platter you guys get that's Ooh. got like calamari and like a little bit of like fried scallops Ooh. and just like you know fish and chips. Ooh. Ooh. It's like a whole spread. This uh, is good. We've been eating salami and hardtack for a while. Yes, we this is we deserve this. Um, Ciceros, do you mind tipping the lad? Oh yes, of course, Captain. Hands the random guy a gold, and he's like, "Thank you for coming to the grotto." and walks backwards away from you guys i feel really bad that i came to a bar with like no money really it is okay we knew that you probably weren't going to have a lot of gold you had already said that you needed passage and you were essentially working for it so yeah thank well thanks for spotting me of course it's it's nothing food and drinks if you're not able to be eating and drinking then you will be weak and then you won't be able to help on the ship so this is ultimately serving me just as it's serving you that's true i i really gotta find a job when i get to the capital you know anywhere that's hiring um, well, I don't really spend that much specific time in the capital. Well, there Do is you know the... anyone who has, like, a small business or something? Uh, well, you know, I will... Hmm. I don't. Okay. I mean, there's a baz- There's the bazaar, which is a massive marketplace. You could probably find someone willing to hire you. But then there's also, if... I mean, you're pretty brawny. You could probably make your way in the glory pits for a while. Okay, that's good information to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any tips? Help. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, you can also do what I do and rob people. I mean, I'm pretty bad at that. Scram was kind of more... More the nimble finger figure. Yeah, I, yeah. I get a little quiet and I, I sip my beer. <laughs> um, the, you all take a moment and do that like awkward, like something came up that we wouldn't, shouldn't have talked about. <laughs> so she, like you guys are drinking like a few more, like an hour or so pass. At this point, Captain Styx and Cesar Rose are getting pretty flustered. Um, little, a little wasted. Ca- Cesar Rose is... Cesar Rose is doing that drunk thing where you're kind of like always moving a little bit. She's like swaying as if she's dancing in her seat and laughing a lot more at your jokes. Uh, Captain Styx has only gotten more boisterous, uh, louder and more rakish now that she's flexed her reputation. You see people are like buying you guys drinks and food. At this point, if you're not drinking, there's like three full cups in front of you. I I think I'm probably nursing. Nursing beer. Yeah, I I feel a little weirded out by that. the interaction by, by that interaction that i mm, heard i'm yeah. just like kind of thinking like wow captain Styx knows a lot of people i'm also thinking about what cicero's said um about how she's seen captain sticks murder a man for 10 gold and i'm mm. like you know i've i respect and appreciate this woman but also um i should probably just keep my wits about me while mm. i'm around a lot of pirates yeah it seems and they're definitely more comfortable now essentially letting you see that side now that you've worked on the crew mm. and now that they're in this city where basically laws do not exist mm-hmm. so long as you are able to back them up um or back up your move rather the crew has still not arrived you know that that probably means that at this point they're loading up the ship of all the stuff they bought and they'll be heading here pretty soon um, and while you're kind of chatting and talking, Captain Snicks and Lee snaps her fingers. Shit, I almost forgot. Um, do you mind doing me a favor, Zola? Yeah, fetch quest, let's go. Yeah, fetch quest, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, she reaches into her satchel and, pulls out, and <laughs> pulls out an envelope with a small sack of coins, um, placing them on the table between you both. Do you mind running up to the watchtower to drop this off? Uh, I, I'd go, but the crew is, you know, they're going to be here soon. Way, yeah. yeah, I don't want to leave them, and I don't want to leave Cicero's all alone, and... Um, yeah, if you don't mind going on. For sure, yeah. Who am I looking for? Uh, it's pretty, you know, just go into the watchtower. Okay. Yeah, ju- it's pretty obvious the, who okay. it'll be. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a thing on the door. There's a, you have to, 
there's like a little you'll see it, it's not you got to do something to get in i don't remember it's been a while since i did it last time i did it i was drunk so and you're drunk now and i'm definitely drunk now so if you don't mind oh yeah i'll figure that out, out. Uh -huh, right. uh -huh. all right brilliant uh thanks a lot we'll wait here i'll get you a drink um for when you return <laughs> God, there's three, like three full drinks still there, there. Yours? Can These, I have those? Those are yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So you stand, you kind of gather your things. Um, they wave goodbye to you as you head through the bar, down mm -hmm. the stairs. Give me a stealth check to avoid Bayless. <laughs> you sent um, him downstairs. I also would, as I'm walking through, just want to see if I see the person in the hat also. Yeah. Give me a perception check first. Because okay. um, that way, can, that can also help you. Another 11. Place. 11. Okay. You do not see the figure. You do clock Bayless at the bar, currently trying to order some drinks. You hear him being like, yeah, uh, they are supposed to be here like any second. I, I, you know, I know it's been like hours, um, but I promise they are going to show up. I put my hood up. <laughs> um, roll a stealth check as you try and leave. 13. Because passive perception is 10. You managed to sneakily get out of that bar, ducking down. You're massive, but you just kind of like hunch over and like like waddle your way out. Can I tell you what my plan was? Tell me. I was going to pretend to be a different orc. <laughs> <laughs> just going to be like, Who are you talking we to, haven't, man? We haven't met. Oh my God. You'd be relying you on a deception. I, you check. think I look like other orcs? <laughs> wow. That's bad, wow. man. That's bad. Yikes. Uh, you managed to make it out unscathed, though, um, and you head out onto the boardwalk surrounding the grotto and then eventually head up the stairs. Uh, heading up to this dark wooden lighthouse, you see up close now, it is just like the wall around it formed from these massive boards. Mm -hmm. Rising in the center of the sixth tier, you pass fewer and fewer people as you head to this watchtower. There's like an old man, some sailors, a child with their parents on a walk, uh, a turtle sitting on a bench eating a sandwich. Children um, who live in this city, that's yeah, insane. This is a full, full operating city with families. Um, and everyone seems to be getting along fine. No children, they seem a little, scra they seem scrappy. Kind of like those two kids you gave daggers to uh, <laughs> back in Padalec. Um Scrappy kids. Scrappy kids. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot less foot traffic here as you enter onto the sixth tier. Um, and you see there is a single iron door built into this tower that's literally like at least 100 feet high above you, just casting a huge shadow down on you. As you approach, you see that this iron door has some sort of symbol emblazed on the front of it. It's a lighthouse with a flame lit atop of it, wreathed in blades, and then wreathed around that in lightning. At the bottom, there is a what looks to be kind of like a carving of a human man with his arm extended and a sea elf opposite him. Um, also has her arm extended. Um, there are indents kind of tracing each of these things. So not only are these like, like for instance, the blades, like not only does it look like it's a blade literally fused to the door, mm -hmm. but there's also kind of like an outline, like a divot going around the entire blade. Right. Um, you look closer and you see that tracing the emblem, there's a phrase written on it. Through calm and storm, through fire and steel, we float and thrive our love of the seal. Yeah, I kick it. You kick it and <laughs> you almost break your foot. <laughs> it's a really hard iron door. Ah, uh, shit. Okay, I didn't pay attention to the poem the first time. I thought maybe <laughs> kicking it would work. Uh, so <laughs> you look at the poem again. Through calm and storm, through fire and steel, we float and thrive our love the seal. Our love the seal. I 
Zola um, gets down on her knees and <laughs> kisses the sea elf on the lips. You kiss the sea elf on the lips and you taste iron because it's an iron door. Delicious. Um, which tastes like blood. Uh, <laughs> and you lean back and you look at the door and you wait for a good 30 seconds before you realize that definitely wasn't the answer. That to wasn't it. Okay. Was. You know what? I'm just, I felt hyper-focused on the last line but yeah, maybe the, the love aspect all right um i take wow. i take hey sultan wow. just like pawing at the door um give me an investigation check yeah um i poke the sword with my sword <laughs> i got a 13 13 um you poke the sword with your sword it you know feels like it's a real sword <laughs> um you give you lean in, give the door a good look. It seems like the man and the sea elf can be moved. Um, it's oh, kind of like one of those child's toys where you can kind of like slide things through a maze. Oh. Um, and it seems like there are several paths for this to take. Like you can mm. basically move it all throughout the emblem. A slide puzzle. I've been training for this, getting ready to apply to Survivor. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know, bud. Hold on. Um, okay. I guess I start fucking with the slides to try and get the man and the sea elf to, like, like see if I can get their hands to touch. Okay. You try to push them together, and there's resistance. Like, mm. somehow they could maybe go together, but something has to be done first, essentially. Oh. Um, I step back, and I think I'm gonna try to, um do some lightning on the door with my chromatic orb. <laughs> You're just going to shoot a ball of lightning at this iron door. Okay, give me an attack. Your reaction makes me think that it's not the right thing to do. <laughs> you you know, when Gene was here, we could just bounce the puzzles off of each other a lot easier. Okay. If you want to make that an insight... Oh my God. I quit on a door! <laughs> Your first time creating with magic. This ball just <laughs> bursts lightning crackling. <laughs> you see all the fur just sparks upward, big puff ball because of the static. Um, when the smoke clears, you see the door stands there, slightly dented a little bit, but still fine. Um, Stilton looks at you and crosses his paws, like loaf style, you know, paw over paw. Yeah. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I'm trying everything. If you could help me at all, I would really appreciate it. Give me an insight check. <laughs> Noah's giving me a look right now like I should have been able to solve this puzzle. <laughs> I, you know, I want to be honest. I'm saying this on air. I wrote this puzzle. It was like, there's a strong possibility that they won't get it every time i make a puzzle it's either to me i'm like duh and then it comes getting into practice i'm, I'm like get it. Uh. i got a seven on the inside though okay seven again you think back there is the the seven it's like you can't really get more than what you already had but you do think there is a poem and there are divots that i could move things through okay say the poem one more time <laughs> Through calm and storm, through fire and steel, we float and thrive, our love the seal. Yeah, I th I'm going to try and move the um, man and woman, like, ar around. Okay. 
Which direction are you moving them first? Are you doing like towards the lightning, towards the fire, towards the knives? Yeah, through the lightning. Okay, so you you put your hands on each of them and you begin to slide them. They easily move apart from each other. Ah. Uh. So you begin to trace them. <laughs> Still, and the problem was I was trying to push them together. I have to push them apart. Wow. You get like that kind yeah, of yeah. like <laughs> you can't force people to be together. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you <laughs> trace it. Um, you move it up the lightning bolts. You see it moves mm-hmm. with ease. Um, where are you moving it to now? Okay. And so there's a sword and there's... And then the f- there's like a and then there's big flames. flame atop okay. of the watchtower, basically. So, so you move up the lightning. Move it through the fire. Okay. You trace through the fire. And then through the sword. And then you go down to the sword. And as you do this in mirror, both of them kind yeah, of in yeah. parallel to each other. And as they finally get to the bottom, they get back onto that track. And as you push them together, there is no longer any sort of blockage. You manage to ding, their hands touch, and you hear as mechanisms begin to move. I'm going to say that probably took Zola like 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to say the sun (laughs) is getting a little lower in the sky. Cut two cat and sticks, and Cicero's are like... Do we think that she's okay? Cicero's... I'm hesitant to send you after because you are pretty fucking wasted right now, but I'm a little worried. Oh, Captain, she's fine. She's smart. She's what she figured out that book you gave her. Right, right. I'm sure she can figure out. Uh, I simple, think it's like a puzzle or puzzle, some yeah. simple door puzzle with like a poem on it. That definitely is the indicator. Yeah, really she'll figure easy, it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hear the once they once they connect, you hear the sound of metal gears turning and slowly it creaks open to reveal the inside of the watchtower. Instead of multiple floors, this building seems to be a completely open tower. There's a spiral staircase with several platforms attached to them, kind of winding up the sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other than that, the only like floor, so to speak, is an observation deck towards the very top that seems to lead upward towards where you would know like the flame to your be. your classic Skyrim dungeon. Yes. There's a little wooden staircase going yes. around there. Big fall damage risk. You know, uh-huh. you're like, oh, we're fighting on the edge. Oh, I fall yeah, off and I die. Jump on at the top, you see there's this huge bronze bell that's kind of in the middle of that observation deck. There's like a hole in it, so you can see the bell through it. Mm-hmm. And there are windows lining that top tier. Other than that, there are lots of like sandbags on ropes and various platforms being held at different levels throughout it. Like mm-hmm. over, at least over 30 of these like miscellaneously sized platforms. Um, the moment you enter, the iron door <laughs> slams behind you, sending a resounding metallic echo upwards. At floor level, there seems to be a number of crates that act as, like, small rooms within it and, like, a little kitchen. Mm -hmm. This seems to be kind of, like, maybe a small apartment. Right, like a living space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The moment you kind of have, like, a second to scan the room, you begin to hear police squeaking and watch as several sandbags rise upward from the ground as one of the round platforms from above begins to slowly lower down towards you. Yo! Hurry! (laughs) Whoa! Um... (laughs) In moments, you see this actual platform. There's like a few bookshelves on it. There's a desk, and sitting at the desk, there's this hooded figure who's pulled this rope, allowing it to descend. They look at you, their face mostly obscured, their light blue eyes kind of glowing underneath the hood. The air begins to smell like brine and like just like that humidity kind of smell. Mm-hmm. And they regard you coldly, really without any sort of affect. Package for you? Package. Um, she stands. Delivery. <laughs> I'm in a USPS alphabet. <laughs> that is canon now. Um, you stand there as this individual approaches, and as she does, you see her cerulean blue skin. She has some small gills on her neck. Mm. Her lips are pursed, and and then as she approaches, she puts her hand out for the letter and payment. 
um, which you hand over, I assume. Yeah, I give it to her. Cool puzzle you have on the door, by the way. Yes, it is meant to keep out people who are unsavory, which is everyone. Doesn't it just kind of keep out people who aren't good at puzzles, though? Aren't some unsavory people good at puzzles? Hmm. Honestly, a lot of the unsavory people who are good at puzzles do not try and get in because no one's ever broken in before except for delivery people who have been told how to unlock the puzzle. Oh, So okay. who told you? No, no one told me how to unlock the puzzle. How long did it take you to figure it out? <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> Roll this out your check. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um... 16 16 her face doesn't change but she like maybe a minute and a half honestly she like eyes you slyly um and look pretty intelligent pulls out the envelope I while you're have, still talking i still have paper stuck to my face <laughs> some little blood smudged paper she pulls back her hood uh, and you see this thin face her cold eyes and these long pointed webbed ears she is a sea elf um she has this azure kind of white hair as she's reading it completely her emotions have not changed from being this kind of stoic stone face why is Fiddle not here herself is she too much of a coward to face me no she's just deep in her cups right now <sighs> typical tell her the offering has been received she like crumples up the paper and throws it behind her um, and sticks the bag in her pocket time will tell if it is enough also tell her she left some of her things here and if she wants them she has to come get them that's really cryptic but okay I'll tell her uh, is there anything else do you, you, li- you live here in the watchtower? I have my whole life. Since I founded this village. Oh my god, you're the sea elf. Uh, yes, I mean, we take a very long time to die. I am incredibly old. That's awesome. You have a really cool city here. I've never seen anything like it. You seem like an interesting person. I've been told that. Come with me. Um, okay. She puts a hand out to kind of gesture to get onto the platform. Yeah, I hold her on. hand, yeah. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> withdraws the hand, steps onto the platform. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> weaving in between your feet. I'm, I grab Stilton and I just have him like um, at my waist. So I've got like, like an arm like tucked around his belly. <laughs> and he's just paws like, out. yeah, paws hanging, exactly. Come um, on, bud. I don't want you falling off the platform. You step onto the platform, and she looks over. That is a beautiful little kitty. And starts scratching under um, Stilton's chin. He bites. Kitty, 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 kitty. Oh, with a beautiful baby. You see Stilton, like, responds very well to this woman. <laughs> yes, I am the watchwoman, but you may call me Tethesia. 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 There you go. Sorry. It's okay. Not, I mean, not t- not titties. Not tithesia. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, she pulls on a rope, and you guys begin to rise up. I do not see many with orc blood visit our haven. I assume the empire has kept their antiquated immigration policy. Uh, yeah. I actually kind of. I mean, I wound up here by accident mostly, but I'm sure that happens to a lot of people who come. Most to of the in. people who don't have a direct coordinate access. We rely on people who are willing to come here and the people who wash up here. Um, it's been founded on the idea that survival supersedes all. The open we- sea is very cruel. So, I'm sorry if this is like an insensitive thing to ask, but you, I mean the other person who founded this city with you? Oh, yes, my husband. Yeah, he died like hundreds of years uh, okay, ago. Okay, okay. Right? He was yeah, a human, yeah. so I mean... <laughs> 
And okay. thus, and elves, I mean, we live such a long time. It is mm-hmm. only natural for us to, you know, meet new people. Right, right. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. No. It's it, a beautiful story. Thank you. It, yeah, it's it's I mean, not a perfect marriage. No marriages, mm-hmm, you know. It's mm-hmm, But, mm-hmm. you know, he's gone now and the city remains. And so does his memory and yada, 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 yada. Anyways, it is... It is funny to see an orc here. It is, it is interesting. Well, it is, it is, you know, there's lots that has to be done to avoid imperial influence. I'm just surprised that you've been able to resist it being from land, I assume. You don't seem very uh, sea familiar. No, yeah, I grew, I grew up in a completely human village, actually. Wow, that is fascinating. Fiddle is keeping very interesting company these days, I see. So, you said imperial influences. Do you feel that they often try to exert influence over Drifton? Um, at this point, the platform kind of reaches the very, very top of the tower where that observation deck with the bell in the center of it is. Um, she steps out onto it and kind of approaches one of the windows. Do you know who Umberly is? Give me a religion check. Seven. I'm not rolling. Not, very it's well. you're rolling on such interesting things. <laughs> um, Fuck me. You do not know that name. Um, no, who is that? She is. She is a deep sea goddess. She is the one who kind of decides who survives on the sea. Wow, it's a lot yes. of power. It is. Sometimes she is kinder than others. Sometimes she is not. Some. Um, there are many reasons why the tower has been able to survive this long. Collaboration, fair and free commerce, hard work, but it's also tribute. So Is tribute that what you to meant her by offering? Yes. Your captain, I assume, mm-hmm. she is paying tribute so that the sea doesn't fuck her, basically. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I was thinking she, I mean, I've seen her die already like three times. I've only known her for like a week. <laughs> Seems like her last payment wasn't enough. You see, she turns and walks over to the window looking out similar kind of arrangement we usually pay tribute to the empire whenever they come they collect back taxes um, but thankfully through tribute to Umberly, we can avoid that for the most part hmm. so did you what kind of situation did you get yourself into to survive this long um mostly i just swing my sword real hard and hope for the best <laughs> i guess fiddle keeps pretty much the same kind of company these days i will say that uh since I left my hometown, it's I've mostly just been trying not to die. Hmm, that's a that's a good thing. You should definitely try not to die. Yeah, yeah. Looks into camera. <laughs> um. <laughs> Office style. Well, what what are you looking for out here? I don't get many visitors, and those who make it through don't usually have such an adorable little friend. And start scratching <laughs> stuff under the chin. Well, I'm. I'm a little directionless right now, but I'm, um, I think Zola, for some reason, kind of, like, trusts this, like, ancient guild woman. <laughs> she just has such, like, a, like, calming aura, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, she's like, well, honestly, I guess I'm looking for family in a really weird roundabout way. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. You may find a part of that at sea, but you may not find it in Fiddle. She is a slippery individual. 
And I'm a sea elf. I literally live You're in the sea. You're very that slippery. Is, I'm very yeah. slippery. I can tell. Oh, yeah. There's so much slime on the floor. <laughs> you don't have to comment on that. That is incredibly rude. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I it's, thought it was. <laughs> I will let you go this time. I'm but... really sorry. I yeah. didn't know. That was so out of line. You're lucky you have such a cutie little baby. <laughs> I hands Dalton over. Yes. Speaking of, um, well, let me ask you something. Of course. I know you probably stay up here most of the time, but yeah, I mean, you have some idea of what's going on in your city, right? Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's most. I mostly keep watch on the waters. The the goings on are usually handled by, well, individuals. It's up to them if they want to be kind, and most people are because they understand that the majority of people around them are going to fucking throw them into the sea if they don't. If are, they don't, okay. Yeah. Well, ever seen a man with a feather in his hat? That is. An incredibly broad question. I've seen many men. I've seen many hats with feathers, and I've seen many of both. All right, let me get more specific. Okay. Um, he's very average. Okay. Hmm. Let me <laughs> think about it for a little bit. Scritches still in on the chin. Might maybe. Um, no, be I don't think so. Might be connected with fiddlesticks in some way. I'll be honest with you. What is your name? Zola. Nice to meet you, Zola. Nice to meet you. You can actually call me Gorgonzola. Nice to meet you, Gorgonzola. We both have long names, so... Of course. Figure, yeah. Might as well use your true name. Mm-hmm. Captain Sticks usually would visit me, so I don't really get to go out and see her with other people, so... Understood. Yes. Yep, got it's, it. It's more of like a house call sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Hit the speaking stone, 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, you get to call in the speaking stone. Look, if I'm up, I'm up. If I'm not, that's on you. You cannot come in. Um, <laughs> well... You've intrigued me a lot today. I do not usually go out. I do not usually meet with people. But every so often when someone gets through the door, it's it's always fun to see who they can, who they are. Yeah. You're an interesting person, as I've said. I would uh, I would give you some money to give to Umberly, but I'm, I'm oh, broke. I can I, tell. I can smell how poor you are. You I cannot afford poor. it. That's, see, that's kind of like the... D- Listen, it is not a judgment. So many people are poor. I just have a... Like, money is my thing. I, you know, Umberly... Big oh, on the right. money, okay, so okay. I, I see can kind of suss it out. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, probably a little rude, but again, I am very high status. This is, I can be rude if I want to be. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just take <laughs> still, my cap like, back. Still, then. just like looks over her for a moment. <laughs> Grab my cap back. <laughs> Here you go. Well, look, be careful out there. Be careful with Captain Six. Tell her again if she wants her things, she has to come here and get them. Or I will not be giving them back to her. They will be mine. Do you want me to just take it? Because I don't know if she's going to get through the puzzle. No. She will have to get through the puzzle if she wants her things back. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Point taken. That is, yeah, 100%. Um, so she pulls a small blue stone from her pocket and tosses it to you. Oh. Give that to Fiddle as well. And tell her next time she should see me herself. You will have many trials. No, the sea shall not be one of them, Zola. Thanks. It was nice to meet you. Nice I'm to meet you too. On the she, yeah, she pulls the sandbag and you woof, descend down quickly. Wow, Captain Sticks really gets around. <laughs> Captain Sticks <laughs> is not shy. Um, so you land at the bottom and you see back at the top, Tethesia looks down at you, smiles, and turns back to her work. Wave um, by, Stilton. <laughs> waving a paw. Um, you stand at the bottom of the wash chair and you hear. As the door clicks open oh, once thank more. Thank God there's no puzzle on the inside. Um, and <laughs> hops out of your arms and makes the way out onto the boardwalk of yeah, the Yeah, I follow still in. Uh, you follow out and you see all around you is now pretty much sunset. 
Um, there's this warm, just very like bright orange light kind of casting all over the area. The shadow of the watchtower just is just like this giant pillar shadow casting downward across every single tier. Um, you see, this is so far from your home. The dark blue ocean around you, you are, you've never been more far from home, but you are somewhere. You are far enough on this journey that you know that there's still a ways to go, but you're making good progress. Getting somewhere. What do you think Zola is like thinking about? What is going through your mind at this point? I think Zola feels really confused about Cat and Six right now. I think that she is, has kind of like created this idea of her in her head of someone who's been very kind of uh, like caring and matronly towards her. And now in the last like hour of her life has gotten like several pieces of information that really conflict with that image that has been painted for her. So she's feeling a little, um, she's feeling a little un- unnerved maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, are you gonna, do you head back to the, the bar at this point? Yeah, I start wan- wandering back down, and I think when I get to the table, I toss the stone on it and say, uh, Tathesia says if you want your shit back, you have to solve the puzzle yourself. Ah, uh, fuck. I'll, I'll get to it next time I'm here, which will hopefully not be very soon. <laughs> um, come, What come. did you do to her, Captain? It's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Come take a seat, come take a seat. You are now with the majority of the crew, but you see that Liar and the Muscatinis and Quince are not there. They're clearly staying at the ship. Um, Cicero's at this point is like arm around Captain Sticks, like laughing very, very uh, loudly, mm. clearly very drunk. I'm pretending to like, I think I'm pretending to drink and be really like raucous with the crew, but I'm I'm staying sober from now on yeah, around like, Captain Sticks. Yeah, you're definitely trying to keep your best behavior. Like, Mascar slaps you on the back and is like, oh, you drink like an orc. I've seen you put down, like, five beers so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tossing them over my shoulder. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, every time you drink, you, like, let it spill out of your mouth. The front of your chainmail is covered in beer. Um, uh, you guys are talking along, and it's getting a little bit later. You see the, the sun slowly but surely is now creeping towards the horizon, almost completely set at this point, when you suddenly hear a bell ring out from the watchtower this heavy loud ringing that carries throughout the city resonating in your bones and causing your like vision to shake that's how loud it is you watch as the entire town everyone around you the whole crew just freezes and slowly is that pe- good captain uh well um and everyone turns their attention towards the sea you hear someone be like look north north of here and people begin to like rush to the edges of the balcony and look out. Captain Six does the same. I rush. You rush over and you look and you see massive line of little dots on the northern horizon. <gasps> Ships, at least 30 galleys with several more rows behind them. Captain Six and the entire crew of the Feral Free is just like jaw dropped, not moving, complete shock. You realize as they get closer, this is the Imperial Aurelian Navy the Golden Fleet. The orange glow from the setting sun casting this intense, like, angelic ray over these warships. Three vessels have broken rank. Two smaller ones that look very similar to the size of the one you, like, left in Padalek. And then this massive titanic aircraft carrier-esque galleon that, as it gets closer, you see, like Driften, is a veritable floating fortress. 
It is painted bright gold with red trim, has five huge masts decked out with red sails, and emblazoned with the golden fist. At the front, the masthead is of a warrior with coiffed hair, maybe perhaps the emperor, and it carries on the back of it this massive like mortar cannon that is trained towards the free city. Uh-oh. As they get closer, you recognize one of the two smaller ships is actually, in fact, the ship from, from Paddlewick. Um, the IAN Sparkler. Oh. And from behind you, you hear Captain Stick say, Requiem. Mascar, still in shock, speaks, The flagship of the Golden Fleet. They'll be closing the gates to the boardwalk quickly. We need to get down there. Come on. Captain Sticks remains frozen, locked in place, staring at this Goliath as, like, Mr. McGreevy begins to usher Nella into the room and Cicero's back towards the stairs. Ca- Captain? Captain? Cicero's tugs at your tunic. We- Come on. We have to go. Come yeah, on. But ca- is the captain coming? Mascar, like, grabs her and shakes her. Captain! We have to go! There's a beat before she roughly shoves him off of her and whips around where you're heading, twisting the ring on her right hand that causes the image of her to dissolve and shift into like a blonde-haired half-elf with green eyes, freckles, and braids. Not missing a beat, the disguised Captain Six bolts forward, dexterously avoiding the panicked patrons of the bar to follow after you while afterwards she practically leaps over you, sliding down the banister to the next floor with surprising <laughs> grace. Well, what are you waiting for? Crack on! You okay, ch- I'm coming, but there's a guy at the bar that I really don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that who I think it is? <laughs> Come on, Cicero's. <laughs> um, Cicero's in, in tow. You run out into the orange light of the setting sun. You guys charge out of the, the grotto, the resonance of the bell still echoing through Drifton's walls. All around you, people are rushing into their various homes, heading inside and locking their doors and windows, rolling down the storefronts, packing up tents, while sailors charge down the stairs, headed towards their respective ships where they plan to bunker down and wait for the arrival of the fleet. You begin to feel that familiar anxiety that is just being around Imperial influence once again. Nausea and frustration boiling in your blood. You charge down the spiraling staircase, Stilton's closet dug into your chainmail, just like um, as you follow Captain Styx. I think Zola is feeling pretty like murderous. Like I think that uh, she's had some time to um, process being exiled from her home, and she's like, yes, anxious, but mostly like furious. You feel like that kind of like return in the back of your head as your blood begins to boil. You charge down with the crew, heading down these spiral staircases towards the final tier and the large wall that blocks you from your ship. And that is where we're going to end our session today. Oh, so. Many oh things my goodness! I want to roll well on and didn't. I know this is. I just want to say, every DM knows this pain of being like, I can't, I have to respect the dice, and there is something to you not knowing most mm-hmm. of the mystery because there's always time to figure more out. But it is also like from a I'm podcast so standpoint, I'm like, oh man, I just want. I hope the audience isn't like. I wanted to hear that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, thank you for listening. Um, Special thanks to our patrons, Andrew, John, Lucy, Nicole, and Mackenzie. I'm pretty sure I got them all without looking at a list. Um, Actually, Noah, since recording this, we got another patron. So thank you to Emily as well. All right, let's go back to the past now. If you want to be a patron of this podcast, whether that's the eldritch kind that gives us magic powers or the one who gives us some money so we can afford better equipment, you can go to patreon.com slash 
Try Not to Die Pod. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Try Not to Die Pod. Um, you can even email us, Try Not to Die Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> send your fan mail. <laughs> send us fan mail. <laughs> oh my goodness. We love you so much. Um, we hope we that you are all safe. You. We are madly in love with you. We are passionately, passionately. deeply, <laughs> infatuated. <laughs> I hope you, you have a wonderful day. Bye, baby. Try not to die. <laughs>